One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana, you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you. Or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana. It's that Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. You see, throughout the annals of time, changes happen, adjustments, they must be made accordingly. And as Pro Wrestling Cheat grew from having one weekly review show to four, we here at Top 5 recognize we need to grow as well. And what we are coming to you with now is the new, new and improved Top 5, no longer restricted to the weekly slate of television. No, we're coming with you with weekly topics and around all of wrestling. All of wrestling, I say. So with that said, welcome to Top 5 the weekly podcast where we go over assorted topics in wrestling culture and lore. I am your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com's senior news producer, James McKenna. With me, as always, Mr. Kevin Silva. Kevin, how in the hell are you? I'm here. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a creature of habit. I accept it when I drive home because I want to be safe and take a different route. 
uh, you know, uh, deter the, uh, the the serial killers. But um, I'm I'm happy with this change. I'm excited for this change. We've been discussing it for about a month now, and uh, and, and I feel that. Um, this is going to be an exciting move in a it's, new direction. It's needed because it, uh, to be on, like, to be truthfully honest, you know, you get to feel a bit stagnant with you know the direction you go, and especially, you know, our review show is kind of sandwiched in between the other shows that one and has been. Fantastic, great review shows. Yeah, no, no, they're fantastic, fantastic yeah. shows. But that's the thing is just like at what point do we sit back and go, well, OK, we'll we'll just add another review show on. This. <laughs> we want to deliver different content. We are pro wrestling sheet want to deliver fun, new content. That's what we're going to goddamn do. I like it. This week's episode. I'm excited. This is good because I, this is a topic near and dear to my heart and I love it. Uh, we're going over the top five managers so far in 2018. Fuck yes. I it's like good. it. I'm excited yeah. for this one. Uh, there's there's a main reason why this was brought up, and uh, we will get to that very quickly. But uh, there's one very new one on this list, and I am oh yeah. I, maybe the one I'm more most excited about slash something that going for the rest of 2018 into 2019 could be one of the funner angles WWE has. Weirdly enough, yeah. But, uh, which is spoiler alert the, in WWE. Given the circumstances. It's it's very interesting. So, uh, without further ado, I think we should we should hop right to it. Let's just dive face first into this list. I am very excited. Uh, and starting it out hot, we're we're gonna go with a big one at number five, uh, top five, number five biggest manager of twenty eighteen so far. I'm going Pharaoh with, Rhodes. Yeah, it's, Pharaoh, Pharaoh it's strictly Pharaoh. No, go with the uh, Bullet Queen. We're gonna go with Brandy. This is uh Brandy Rhodes. Brandy Rhodes, it's hard to describe what she's actually done for that unit. Um, but storyline-wise, she has been inter- intertwined in so much with the Bullet Club and being the elite, uh, with Cody storylines, with Flip storylines. Um, the all-in, like, her coming out for the all-in match with Flip, she was the best part of that match, weirdly enough. Uh, yeah, um, she uh, just... I feel that she brings this presence that has been so accepted by the wrestling community and especially the crowd at all in. Um, and it's no one really knew what, what to expect, you know, coming off of this person that we knew as a weekly ring announcer. Um, yeah, well, and that's all we really knew about her. That's the weird part is she was like an athlete wrestler kind of first. And like WWE, like really primed her up for being this ring announcer. Uh, Cody, obviously, you know, that's, they're in love. They do what they do. Like her entire that, like Cody has kind of said numerous times, it's like, she's a wrestler. Like this is not like, Oh, she's a ring announcer. And I wanted to shoehorn her into this position. Right. Right. No, no. Like Brandy can go. Obviously not. Yeah. Like I, I hate saying it like this, not the, this is why we're talking about management because I, I love the concept of managers and what they do. Because they really enhance the talent in ring. They give an extra boost to kind of the match itself. It's not just a one-on-one. It's what is the outside person doing? What is what is happening in the entire context of this situation? Not to, you know, harp back to all in. But say that, you know, flip uh, Jay Lethal match where Jay Lethal did the Black Machismo. He essentially treated her as Liz throughout the match. And that was a great dynamic. And it just added something that the flip match wouldn't have had to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it, 
I mean, you, you, you consider that, and then you just consider uh, the subtleties that she brings to the co- comedy of being the elite. There's just little things that she's she just does so right, and she's another. You know, every so often a manager's going to get take a bump from somebody, and we've seen that happen with her, and it's and she plays it so well. Yeah. Oh, in, incredibly well. Uh, she sells with the best of them. Uh, she's taken some hard hits. She's had. She's already been beat up a bit. Uh, what was that? Was it a shoulder injury she got? Yeah, I believe so. Shoulder yeah. injury. I mean, I also like playing it up to where she, her, and Cody with their little sly little things that they would do against uh, when he had his heavy rivalry with Kenny, and just uh, where she'd take a slight bump and he'd go to you know help her, and then he'd get to take his his uh do his little heel tactics. Um, so it was nice. It was it was really great. They, they worked so well. I, it's 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 like of course they do because they're married and they're in love. And but they res- the great thing is that they respect each other so much. And because of how much Cody respects her work, uh, she's really able to have her own voice in this community. Yeah, and there's such there's just such a great dynamic all the time where it's. Again, not not hating on it at all, but take like the Rusev Lana dynamic. Um, they're married, they're in love. You can tell the chemistry is there, and they work extremely well together. Uh, in the context of pro wrestling and what they do in ring, I feel like a lot of that it doesn't intertwine and kind of come across on TV the same way that Brandy and Cody does. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, granted, a lot of that's on WWE for not selling that aspect of Rana Rusev all the time. Whereas Cody and Brandy get a twenty four seven kind of pass to do whatever the hell they want. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's okay, real quick. Uh, well, I, I think you just said uh, Rana Lusev. <laughs> Pretty sure you just said Rana. I thought Lusev. I said Lana Rusev, but maybe I did uh, not. Who knows? I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it back and uh, know that I'm right. It's my weekly stroke, and um, I think we're on yeah. seventeen of them now, and still going strong. You know. God Bye. bless the the fine people at Mount Sinai. Thank you very much. Uh, but no, like it just it doesn't play across the same way that Brandy Cody does. That's why I'm giving Brandy number five. Brandy hit it on like right. I love it. Uh, very very strong addition on there. Uh, big big fan. And I think that would bring us to number four. Do you agree? Anything more to say about Brandy? Oh, no, I, I definitely agree that four comes after five. You're perfect, man. You got yeah, it. You nailed it. Number-wise, we're doing good right now. We're going in the You're correct great. order. You're doing fantastic, my friend. Number four. very. So this is one I was contemplating adding as a manager, and I feel since you know the injuries have happened, this qualifies 100% as a manager, even though he still does a lot of in-ring stuff. Uh, and that one would be King Eddie Kingston, who is uh, currently technically managing LAX. Well, he is managing OGs. Oh, OGs! My apologies. But, he, but yeah. he did start off with LAX, and that's where he started the rivalry. So, yeah, um, it's it's been great to see his uh, his work with them because uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie Kingston was part of Impact for a little bit. He that's actually been my introduction to Eddie Kingston has been Impact. And when he was in with Impact, it was TNA uh, or whatever they were for a second there. Um, uh, he was part of uh, uh, like a, a group with James Storm, and it was just like he just felt really out of place a lot. Um, he it just didn't strike me as 
what he's striking me as now. I feel he feels so confident in this role, and it feels natural to him. And uh, I, I really like him as uh, as a manager. He's a great mouthpiece. It's for me in kind of investigating slightly back in Impact and going through LAX and now the split into LAX and OGs. Uh, he's kind of breathed new life into like you know not hating on Conan. Um, or Conan, sorry, not Conan. Uh, <laughs> but off of that, uh, he breathed brand new life into it where, you know, the kind of animosity and the not necessarily hatred, but how lively everything was didn't really exist until this point. Which right, is just absolutely. like watching it now and watching it before he was involved in it is kind of night and day with how these groups existed. Uh, oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And now that he has, it has become such a fierce rivalry. And, you know, we talked about it a lot on previous episodes of just how great the storyline has been, strictly because he's played it up like a goddamn rock star. Um, I mean, aside from the murdering of a child, but, you know, things happen. But but even still, like, that's an (laughs) intriguing add-on. Sure, no, absolutely. Like him, he was driving the car, right? Was he driving the car? I don't know. I I would imagine he was driving the car. Uh, but he's going to be obviously back in the ring when, uh, what do you call it? Impact wrestling comes to New York city for bound for glory. Uh, and I've known Eddie Kingston for a long time in ring as a performer. Uh, and he's always been incredible at storytelling and showing off in ring. And he's been good at promos, but you never really thought he had that managerial aspect to him. Uh, and he's just been murdering it. I mean, LOL murdering it. Uh, (laughs) But ever since he has taken over that mantle, everything in that storyline has been gold. Which is, oh, absolutely. Which is not necessarily anything I, like God bless Eddie Kingston, but like never anything I've been able to say about him before. He's always been very good. Uh, and the promos have been great, but they always kind of seemed lackluster and without a giant purpose. Whereas now in this group, he has become the focal centerpiece as to why this entire thing is working. Uh, and for that, I like he gets every kudos from me. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, again my my introduction to him was because of Impact, and from when he first came in, I was really just kind of turned off. It was just kind of bored with him. Um, but now, where he's sitting is just uh, like you said. He's so important to the story. He's so important to uh, just like it, it's a different attitude when he's on screen cutting that promo. Um, when they do the backstage vignettes and they're at the clubhouse and he's like, they're sitting at the poker table. Like, I don't know. There's subtleties about him. If you go back to the beginning of this rivalry and you watch uh, when he's just with LAX, the LAX guys and Conan's not around, he's so good at just kind of helping the audience know that something's coming and he's got something planned but he's also just a sneaky bastard. And he, he, he played it very well. That It's kind of what I've loved about him so far with everything. His, his kind of commitment to character and like, it hasn't swayed too far from the original Eddie Kingston, uh, where it's foreign, you know, people who knew Eddie Kingston going into this recognize this character. That's kind of been his MO for years now. Uh, it just oddly fit like he's landed in such a great position within that company uh, and within that group where everything just kind of makes sense. 
And I'm I'm kind of hoping the storyline, especially with the OGs, doesn't end, you know, at Bound for Glory in mid October. Uh, that's got legs, you know. If he breaks yeah. off and does his own thing, I, I don't know how heavy the injuries have been, kind of weighing on him. So it's kind of hard to say where that lies. That that's a bit rough. But outside of that, <laughs> I mean, and it's sky's the limit, really, with him going into a managerial position. Uh, especially if he stays with the OGs. There's a lot of chemistry there. And, I mean, going just even going off of just what this could mean for his career going forward, it, it, even behind the scenes, I mean, you look at the way Impact runs their business, it's a lot of guys that work on the company that, that go out there and perform that are in the backstage making the matches that are, that are agents. I mean, Abyss was an agent wrestler for years. Um, same thing with... Um, I'm, I'm blanking on some other names, but they're, they're just, they're, he could have a great career with the company in the background if, if he's not already doing stuff with them in the background. So, I mean, he could very well be helping book matches as it is. 100%. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, again, hard to say when Eddie Kingston's career comes to an end because of injuries. Uh, I know he's already pretty banged up. Uh, hopefully... Hopefully he gets a few more years out of that run. You know, I feel like he's just starting to get a push as far as being known outside of just being Eddie Kingston. Right. Uh, Cause on the independent scenes, especially in, you know, I it's, I'm in my own little bubble in New York, so I'm not sure about Los Angeles and, you know, the Midwest. I know in the New York scene, he's been known and kind of revered for years and deservedly. So guys been killing it. Uh, but you know, this is the first time I've ever seen him outside of that Eddie Kingston bubble and he's been doing an incredible job. So Eddie Kingston King, number four, OGs impact wrestling again, again, watch impact wrestling. If you haven't already, it's, it sounds like we're shilling it. And to be truthfully honest, we kind of are at a certain point. Um, I I just want more competition. Competition is great. Like it's, it's, if you're if you're if you're you know sick and tired of seeing Raws that you're not happy with, I mean, there's other wrestling it's, on TV. Again, well, it it's accessible wrestling on TV. I think this is like the big selling point for me. Is oh, yeah, yeah. companies like Ring of Honor? Um, yeah, God, I love MLW recently. MLW, it gets hard because BNTV's off stuff now. Um, Impact Wrestling makes themselves very accessible. Weirdly enough, absolutely. And I've been, I, like, that's the one outside of WWE I've gotten to watch on a weekly basis now, and it's been a, an very enjoyable experience. So, which, when it was really bad, and when it was still when it was on Destination America, <laughs> and I didn't have the easy access to it. I still watched it on YouTube. Uh, like uh, I watched it, I, I watched it somehow. Um, so <laughs> the uh, the uh, now that it's on TV every week, I'm excited. I there's a and I know that I have. A DVR waiting for me that has both Impact Wrestling and Jersey Shore Family Vacation Season 2, and it's just like Christmas. I fortunately only have the Impact Wrestling recording, because no. Oh, man, you're missing out hard. I don't even think I have MTV, so that works in my benefit, I guess. Dude, Mike, the situation is the sweetest boy now. You know what? Call me when they bring back Say What Karaoke, and then... It's a. I, I could only imagine it's going to happen. Soon. Did I just date myself with like a show? Like, <laughs> I want to watch no. a very specific. That was yeah, on for I like guess. what three years. 
Dave Holmes and like <laughs> the Jersey. Oh, it was show. great. It was fantastic. But uh, yeah, say what karaoke I, was fantastic. I was like, no, man, you definitely didn't. But I'm also old, so. Aside, uh, what's your favorite old MTV show? Oh, um, Fear. Oh, you're, I, I do love Fear. Fear is great. I was a big fan Fear of Fear. Fear is so good. I was a big fan of Next to Myself. That was my. <laughs> so they, they show Next on uh, on uh, MTV sometimes, like uh, or MTV Classic, whatever. Oh. And they'll show it. She'll show next, and it's so bad. It's so rough. Like, it's rougher than I, like, even growing up watching it, I knew it was bad. But then, just watching it now, I was like, this is beyond just so staged, so awful. I knew, I had friends that were on it. Yeah, same. I I don't even care that it's staged. At a certain point, I'm like, this is just entertainment. All of it's staged. I don't care. I know. But they would show up and, like, They'd be like, "Oh, like three guys like fell out. Can you call your friends?" Yeah. <laughs> like, so they'll just call their friends and like just talk shit to them on the bus. What a what a nightmarish show! God bless the early two thousands. What a fantastic time in American history. Yeah, actually, uh, you know what I was about me? I like the color blue. I like spaghetti, and I I'll rip a dick off of an antelope if I want to. Something like that. Those are always like the weird things. Jeez, that they yeah, say. that was a third thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ! Um, another great show. Sorry, I just remembered this. We're going oh, fucking tangents. Uh, but Silent Library, loved Silent Library. Oh, WWE episode, so good. WWE episode, fantastic. If you have not so watched good. the WWE episode of Silent Library, you're missing out on some great content. That was a fantastic show. Full episode is up on YouTube. Go watch it. It's yeah, super yeah. fun. Re- watch that. Watch the other episodes. They're all amazing. Uh, uh, they should bring them back. Uh, speaking of getting back, we're going to go back to the podcast. <laughs> uh, so unless we are, unless the- this is unless this change means we're going to a early two thousand MTV's podcast because I'm in. <laughs> no, well, we should actually just consider making one of those, but. Um, what I'm going to say is that we're we're bringing up we're at number three and it's it's, oh boy. it's the one oh it's the boy. one that kind of sparked this for me. This so to be truthfully honest, this one <laughs> I almost want to put in number one if number <laughs> two and one were so great. Two right, and one right, are absolutely. fantastic; they are locks on my list. This is number three strictly because they have not had time to do anything. But nothing. Nothing, nothing, but they've done everything. They've done one promo. They've done one in-ring thing. And then outside of that, nothing. Uh, but it has such weirdly tremendous legs. And for anyone who listens to this podcast before we made this change, oh boy, uh, I think you already know where we're going. It is our boy, Leo Rush, and uh, the true man of the hour, Robert Franklin Waterfall Lashley. Uh, Leo Rush yeah. and Bobby Lashley at number three. Leo, actually, Leo Rush. Leo Rush is no, number, number three. three for being the manager I mean, of Bobby Lashley. His client, Holy Bobby shit. Lashley. Holy oh. shit. Are you kidding me? Everything about Here's the that. Thing. Here's just the great thing is that even if he's not like actually saying too much on the mic, when he was on commentary, Leo Rush was killing it. And I think what's going to get him over is, is this, the, the, you know, People tend to like things that are familiar to them. And Leo Rush, in this comedic role, 
It kind of reminds me of Kevin Hart. And he sounds like Kevin Hart when he's talking. What, well, what this kind of feels like to me, and it honestly, I loved it then, and I love it now, uh, is a bit, and hopefully it doesn't go down the same pathway by any means, but it feels a bit like Abraham Washington, only you now have a guy who can operate in ring at such a great capacity. That, that's what makes it so work so well, because like <laughs> getting to see him get out of the way of Kevin Owens. He jumped, of, jumped over Elias. He did not get out of the way of Elias. He fucking jumped over a jumped human over male. Elias, yeah. Elias isn't small. He's not a cruiserweight. Elias is like 6'5". He fucking like, jumped him. You heard the crowd? Crowd was into it. Crowd was bumped. Crowd super yeah. loved it. And especially, and, he gets in the ring. Lashley yeah. picks him up, fucking throws him outside the ring like 20 yards. It wasn't like a normal toss outside the ring. Lashley hawked Leo Rush at least a good 10 feet. It, I, he just springs back into the ring and they're just like hugging. It's awesome. I love it. I love this, it so much. This has such weird legs. Because at, I, again, part of the reason why we're going into this, especially as managers as the topic for this individual episode, is there's been a, re, been a bit of a resurgence with managers recently. Uh, and it feels like there's new life in opportunities for either guys who've gotten shoehorned into certain areas, like, you know, I hate to say it, Leo Rush, but 205 Live definitely, you know, kind of got shoehorned in there. Uh, but it's an extra opportunity for these guys. I, and I also feel like, you know, for a lot of people outside the company, there's a lot of talent who in ring are mediocre. We will call it what it is. Right. Uh, but when you get them on a mic, they are gold and they know how to work a crowd and they know how to play that game. Uh, whereas, you know, guys like Bobby Lashley do not. Like Bobby Lashley looks great in ring. He does, you know, a lot of very athletic stuff. But outside of that. On Mike, you know, what has he done in WWE on Mike that has been overwhelmingly entertaining since he showed up? I would argue yeah, nothing. Yeah. And the thing is, like, he's not going to do anything. And uh, it just kind of adds to this idea that, I mean, Vince, in my understanding, doesn't like the idea of managers. Vince McMahon doesn't care for managers. And maybe he's coming around. Who yeah, knows? I think, I think he's coming around, but also he's got people in his ear. But at the same time, Vince likes Lashley so much. <laughs> that he will bring back managers to do something to get him over. Yeah, I am fully for it. If bringing back, I, bringing back managers full-time means Leo Rush is now Bobby Lashley's manager, fully in. I love it. I love it. And it's not, he, didn't, he didn't say, he didn't use a different word like, like a Paul Heyman would. He, he called himself a manager. And I liked that. I liked hearing that word. And it was just, I liked it a lot. I, I've been saying for a little bit now that Bobby Lashley has grown on me so much. It's so silly. And it's it, just to have Leo Rush out there, this it's, guy who could go. It who, feels kind of serendipitous. Um, yeah. If for anyone, because obviously being kind of a new format, we're going to be pushing this episode a little bit harder. So maybe you're a new listener and welcome. Thank you for listening. Um, for those who have been listening or if you're unfamiliar we have touted about bobby lashley so when bobby lashley showed a up lot. the first few weeks we just kind of shat on him and to be honest it felt bad then there became this like weird ironic love of bobby lashley where i was like you know what instead of just raining hell on him 
I'm going to love Bobby Lashley. I'm going to flip it around. He's going to be my dumb favorite wrestler, and I'm in. Since then, there's been this weird appeal about Bobby Lashley to me that has grown, and for the both of us, because it started out both of us being like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Absolutely. And recently, it's kind of grown into this, no, Bobby Lashley is like weirdly alluring, and I don't know why, and it's near infuriating. But There's there's something about like like this weird... Odd version of charisma. I won't say it's charisma. It's this weird, odd it's, version of it's it. It's almost so much anti charisma that it loops back around where he's the most charismatic guy on the roster. Because he's where just he's, like he's he's he just comes out and grins all the time and just like high fives people. Like, hey, what up, guys? Came to see me, I guess. You I'm fucking gone. dumb golden retriever. What are you doing? Yeah, he, you always said he was a golden retriever, and then. Now he is very much a golden retriever. I get it. I get it so much. That's the, and the weird, like I said, the weird serendipitous thing is this weird, almost ironic love of Bobby Lashley has turned into this legitimate, like Leo Rush is there. This is an angle I am so weirdly excited for. We've had two weeks of it and it's already the most entertaining part of Raw. I say this because Raw was a three hour garbage fire and one segment was good. And that was Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. Both weeks. It's insane how much this has become the most entertaining part of the show. Legitimately, it's not even ironic love of Bobby Lashley anymore. It's just Leo Rush is entertaining. And the both of them together are filling in a weird gap. And it's incredible. I I kind of wonder. So as we, we, if, if you recall... I think we're hand job- I think we're hand jobbing Leo Rush enough on this episode. <laughs> I, I'll bring up some negative stuff real quick so we can you know even it out. But, um, so as you recall, Leo Rush had tweeted some things after uh, Emma got the axe. Um, so after Emma got released, yeah, but so did tweeted, I. Oh, <laughs> hold on, but then he said, uh, "I guess Emma wasn't ready for Oscar." And that's after she got released. And that became brought a lot of heat, it seemed like, from other superstars in the locker room, particularly Bray Wyatt, who was like, Hey, uh, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a hard time when you if you ever make it up make it up here, kid. And like he was just like, Oh man, like is Leo Rush just gonna get released after like cause he's so many people probably are so mad at him for for speaking out of turn. But I kind of wonder, like, I wonder, like, what it's like when they're passing each other in the hallway. Uh, I wonder if Bray Wyatt's, you know, forgiven and forgotten it. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very curious about what the culture is backstage really a rush because I hope that it's not, he's not getting, you know, hazed. I, I can only, I assume his situation is a lot like Drake Maverick, <clears throat> where it's this guy that they brought in. Uh, maybe they didn't have a whole lot initially, but they've realized the talent in the past year and they want to capitalize on it as much as possible. Right. Um, you know, you know, as far as backstage politics and all that, I feel something as negligent as that. Like you look at all the issues WWE has had over the past, you know, five, six years, uh, Leo rush. It's a blip on the Southern end of that radar. Oh, like, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like there's a it's a guy like Ray Wyatt who has a lot of you know sway backstage. I would imagine he does at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, doubt so, it at all either. So I mean, I could only imagine um, you know their interactions could either you know 
make or break a guy's will and how he feels backstage uh, working for the company. But I feel like Leo Rush is the type of guy who kind of sees beyond that. Uh, even if something was negative coming from Bray Wyatt, I feel that he sees beyond it. It was a stupid thing for him to tweet, uh, but uh, I, ju- I, I, I just uh, hope for the, learning, for the sake stepping of... Stepping stones, learning, learning steps. Right. I'm, I'm hoping for the sake of Monday Night Raw that, <laughs> that nothing bad happens to Leo Rush because, like we've said, two weeks in a row, the only good thing on the show. Yeah, uh, that's... It's truth. It is 100% truth. If you don't believe us, go back, watch the segments. Uh, this has don't, possibilities. Don't do, that. don't do that to yourselves, guys. Don't do go that back and yourself. watch the segments. The Leo Rush. Oh, their segments. Lashley. Okay, yeah. go watch their segments. Don't watch a three-hour raw for one thing. That <laughs> YouTube exists for a reason, Kevin. All right, that's fair. Yeah, but Leo Rush uh, is in our number three spot. He hasn't done much yet, obviously, um, but the two things that we've seen so far for me anyways, warrant enough clout to get him there. Oh, absolutely. I, I was, I was kind of upset when I saw the list because he wasn't number one, but then I saw what number one and number two were. And I was like, okay, makes all the sense in the world. Uh, he's, he's number one for my heart for the week. But, uh, as far as for the year, uh, we got to pay dues and that comes us. That brings us to number two. That is true. We're getting into the top two. And honestly, I was kind of going back and forth on these, but number one, I feel, was such a lockdown. Yeah. Um, The more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, there's no way I can't put uh, that at number one. Uh, So number two, uh, we're going to Penelope Ford. Uh, Joey Janela is compatriot. Penelope Ford has killed it. Uh, Every time I see Penelope Ford, I get more and more enamored with the work she and Janela are doing all the time, mainly because Penelope Ford will mix it up with anyone. She's a badass, uh, dude. Yeah, she's such a badass. Like, she looks like a million bucks. She's a superstar with with, with the way that she, her attitude. She's just like every bad boy needs a bad girl, and that is Penelope Ford. Yeah, and she she the bumps that she takes, the 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 moves that she does. Uh, she's she's fearless, and it's it's rad. It's so cool to see how how amazing she is out there in the ring, not just on the sidelines. She gets it and she she dukes it out with with their with her with Joey's uh, you know his opponents uh, with her own matches. Uh, she she kicks ass. I, she's incredible with everything I've seen, and again. Her and Janela have really had, uh, you know, again, you know, going back to things that we've talked about on this show before, uh, Janela has been to me, my MVP of 2018, just from a booking standpoint, a wrestling standpoint, a storyline standpoint, dude has kind of killed it from every area as well, on the indie scene anyways, uh, is the MVP and tethered into that is Penelope at all times. Uh, just from you know her as a wrestler standpoint is already super quality. She is great in ring, has a lot of in ring skill. Um, one of the best women wrestlers who are on the indie scene right now, who are specific to the indie scene. Uh, but that said, flipped over, her as a manager, like you mentioned, she mixes it up in everything, and is realistically the only women a woman manager I know currently who goes in and just pulls off in like just insane high diving moves on guys in ring uh, at random. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, there's definitely 
I've been a little sad that Joey doesn't bring Penelope with him when he comes out to like PWG events. Uh, Bola, she, it would have been great to see her, but. Um, I'm so, so angry you went to Bola. I, I think I'm going to come out to Bola next year. I can't. Skipping, I went night three. It was, it was a good time. I will say I'm, I'm very happy. I went to the last, uh, what do you call it? If it is the last Bola in Rosita, the fact that I was right, there right. makes me a bit happy. Uh, uh, it was fun. It was great for you, James. Is that if you, when you do come back, since it, it seems like Globe Theater is the home now. Yeah. That that uh, uh, there was a point at the beginning of the show where I turned to Ryan. I was like, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm being an asshole, but I'm 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 kind of cold right now. Good. <laughs> it was love it. Air conditioning. It was fantastic. It sounds like such a lovely experience. I can't wait to be a part of it. <laughs> Me uh, and my but, two shirts. Have you ever never heard of an undershirt? Is this on? I don't know. I, I give you shit. I wear undershirts all, every day, all day. Okay. So okay. I, just like I, was, shit. I was like, is this a foreign concept in Los Angeles? I don't know. I legitimately. I'm a, I'm a big boy. I need. I got the undershirt on lock. Um, but uh, Joey had the best gear for the weekend. By the way, uh, he had like these roses on his boots and his uh, his tights. There, it was. Well, I can only imagine how badass Penelope would have looked in matching gear. Yes. Uh, but but uh, sadly, she wasn't there. But uh, hopefully I get to see her come out and do her her, her thing uh, at another uh, another uh, fed out here. Yeah, I mean, just it's it's hard to say anything beyond just how talented she is. Um, obviously there's no giant storylines to talk about strictly because they don't do any major, like, I don't want to say don't do any major shows, uh, but like they're involved in all in, they do MLW stuff. Like there's, (laughs) they do these, the smaller indie events, but every time Penelope is consistently just in there mixing it up. Dude, uh, it's just... I almost like I feel like it'd be like I'd be like a a dick for saying this, but I almost feel like her Matrix move is almost maybe if if uh, at least on the same par par for the course of Trish Stratus's maybe even better. Her oh, Matrix yeah. so sick. No, entirely. I'm to me, it's a certain if not when, like <laughs> when not if. Sorry, I almost said if not when. Uh, when not if of when the WWE gives them the call, if not if they haven't already. But here's the thing: is like I, I give. I, I hate saying stuff like this because I just think in. I try to think in like a Vince McMahon mindset. Um, I, I don't think that Joey fits a look that Vince wants. Um, at, and at the same time, Penelope, a thousand percent, yes. At the same time, though. It's something where they've consistently bucked trends over the past, you know, five. That's years. true. That is very Not true. Five, ten years, five, like past few years, uh, and in doing so, <laughs> have shown a consistent commitment to bringing in like Joey and Candace. I mean, Jesus Christ, I cannot speak today. Uh, Johnny and Candace. Sure. Great true. example of just like, hey, one comes with the other. Like a lot of these package deals are showing up. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd be excited for them to, to do it. I, I just, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that that's the case because I want Joey to have a better, bigger stage. I think uh, he's working on making sure that he, he's seen so much that uh, they can't deny him at this point. He's he's changed independent wrestling 
And Penelope has changed just what it means to be a manager out out with her talent. Yeah. Um, the, the fact just, that Penelope is known um, by so many people strictly for work on the independent scene uh, and not really anything like she's known for wrestling and she's known for managing Janela. And then they haven't done a lot of TV spots. I, I personally don't know of any outside of MLW. Maybe there has been a few. I, I, I might yeah, be I uneducated on that. It's very hard. I can't, to say. I can't think of anything myself personally. And yet, still so incredibly known and so incredibly respected within the scene for her work. Um, and I think that speaks volumes. You know, the fact that we have her I, again, I hate saying it like this and comparing apples and oranges, uh, but we have her three spots ahead of Brandy Rhodes. That speaks volumes to me as far as the work Penelope has been able to do over the past year. Uh, Cause Brandy, as we talked at the beginning of the show kills it. Um, and she does such incredible work, and she has all of these larger platforms to build off of. Penelope has built herself an incredible scene within the context of everything Joey's been doing, and even outside of that. And yet, it gets all the respect for me, and that's why it's at number two for me because I can't. She does such incredible work. Like I said, I wanted to put it at number one if number one didn't exist. Right. Yeah, she has just murdered it. <clears throat> giant fan, giant fan. But I think that would bring us to number one, because yeah, number one, uh, I want to get into because that yeah. the more I think about it, the more is a no brainer as far as 2018 and management, uh, because the person she manages, I don't think we talk about nearly as much without her attached. And it's not to diminish his skill, uh, but if anything, it ups her value. So Zelina Vega. My number one, yeah. our number one, uh, managing Andrade I see on Almas, fucking incredible. There was this, it was just this, you know, she comes around as as this person who seemingly knows him you know, backstage at NXT, and while he's out partying with all these women, they essentially were like, "Hey, let's see what you seal Puig from the Dodgers is doing. Let's kind of do have Andrade do that, and then let's just have." this person from his past come around and here comes Selena Vega trying to snap him out of it. Being like, yo, you, you're having fun, but you're losing matches. You want, you want to, you want to win some matches. You want to win some gold. I'm, I'm the person that's going to take you there and you need to start paying attention to me. And Selena Vega with an iron fist, she is so detrimental to his success because she is such an incredible mouthpiece. The, the, fact, the just the attitude that she brings to the table. The fact they have adhered to that exact storyline for so long throughout different brands uh, is kind of awe-inspiring to me because they normally switch stuff up, or they yeah when they when they come to the main up. roster they come to the main roster. You know, Rusev was this Bulgarian brute. All of a sudden, he was like this Russian, you know, oligarch who was receiving medals and driving tanks. Um, and Almas shows up and he's just the guy, like he's just the fucking guy. And Selena's there and night one, she shows up and everyone's like, she's the fucking queen. And it was like, there was no question. No one blinked an eye. She showed up. And I mean, there was that really weird time, 
uh, when they were going through the Sin Cara storyline where Sin Cara got injured and it was kind of dead air for a few weeks. Uh, and I, I, everyone got, everyone got kind of quietly worried for a second of just like, what are they going to be doing with the storyline? And then like a speeding bullet took the fuck off. And since then, uh, have become to me the most must see thing on SmackDown. Yeah, absolutely. And it's exciting because it's one of those things where these are dream matches. These are a lot of the, if you, if you've been following CN almost even just an NXT, you were watching a guy that you're, you're doing work and you see, you see what Zelina does in those matches and you're just like, Oh my God, we're going to see him versus AJ Styles. And then Zelina's going to talk shit to Guess AJ the entire week time. on SmackDown. AJ versus Almas again. And Zelina was such a focal point of that match. Uh, and it just like, she plays the manager role. So she can roll with the best of them. She busts out the big moves when she needs to. She can go in ring. Uh, has she, has she done anything? Uh, has she, she attacked anybody yet so far on the main roster? Um, well, as like doing her Hurricane Rana. Um, she definitely did. Well, actually, I don't think on the main roster yet. And I feel like they're kind yeah. of saving that. Yeah, no, and I I'm feel like, they're they're probably saving it. And there's gonna be, there's gonna come a moment where she's gonna hit it, and everyone's gonna be blown away because it became a thing where you're like kind of expected it at NXT. Yeah, because but but that's her thing. But they're kind of wiping the slate clean with her on that. And then when she comes out and she delivers. People are going to be like, holy shit. I mean, she's had matches of her own on the main roster, but when she delivers that her Karana off of the off the apron to somebody, people are going to notice. And they're already noticing her because she demands it. Yeah. It, again, going back to that whole when, not if statement, we are at the point where it's when, not if uh, Andrade becomes a champion. Like, yeah. this is... They, you can tell with the way they are booking him, with the stuff they are allowing him to do with the top stars of that show, who are the brand protectors. Uh, he was just with AJ again for little to no reason. They were just like, yeah, let's schedule a match that will fucking murder. <laughs> and then they did. And it was incredible. They didn't even have the Joe interference till afterwards. Like that to me spoke volumes. Yeah, absolutely. It was just the idea that like, no, this match means something. Um, and as of right now, they've kind of, they know they have lightning in a bottle with this dude. Uh, and again, with the, uh, if not Jesus, when not, if of when he becomes champion, I don't think they're ever going to move Zelina off of him. I mean, maybe when there's a big storyline down years down the line with the payoff, but for the next few years, I don't see that storyline changing. Yeah, I don't either. And And that's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. I almost feel at this point like you don't need him to try to try to cut a promo in, in English. Let him just like spit at people in Spanish and let her just like drive it home to the Amer- to the uh, English speaking crowd. And just, she home runs constantly. That's it. And that's all. That's all you need. She's just so good at what she does. I remember when they filmed. They were filming the scene for. Uh, that page movie, uh, page here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she was playing AJ. She plays AJ Lee in the movie. And she cuts the promo that AJ cuts, uh, on her AJ's last night, uh, when Paige comes out and wins the championship. And, um, 
and she sounded just like AJ. It was very creepy and scary. She like she knows what she's doing. She yeah. has this. She she knows if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this right. I went. She went home and she studied the tape, and every single inflection, the voice was perfect, and she nailed it. And I, I think that she does that with everything that she does, and that's why she's she, when she comes out there, you're paying attention every single moment. Oh, every single one, and it's. Not to you know dwell on this or bring up bad stuff, it almost feels like WWE knows what they have with that pairing. Um, you know, we just had you know nine eleven pass. The number of online vignettes about her, her father sadly passed away in nine eleven. WWE normally doesn't like focus on those. Like they obviously bring up nine eleven, but there was so many vignettes featuring Zelina Vega online as this very sympathetic character. Of just like, hey, this is me as a human. This is who I am. Right, um, absolutely. And normally, if someone's a heel character, they don't lean into that too heavily if they're not on like the top tier scale of everything. Um, and they're already kind of given her that like, here's this public front of like, hey, people, people need to know this character. Like more and more as we go through, Zelina Vega is a name to be known in WWE. Just right. as much as Andrade Cien Almas, uh, they're going to be linked for years um, and on the topic tier of the scene. I don't see them being outside of the championship scene. Um, I think she has propelled him to such a weirder, higher height. Whereas Andrade, his, his moves in ring already, you know, give him so much clout to begin with. Uh, right. But the fact that she is there doing what she does the entire time and doing it to such an incredible volume. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe how big that tandem can be. We're gushing. We're gushing. And this is why yeah. I was at number one. This is why I was at number one. Don't we say the word gushing. Denial. I mean, that's the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but it's, <laughs> but we're just like, we love what she does. Uh, and I'm sure you guys do too. Uh, I mean, if, if you feel, uh, that she's not at number one, I'm really curious who your number one is for 2018. Um, but she's just been killing it on every level. Um, and it's really exciting to see, especially when they have so much future ahead of them. So much future. You know, you know who else has future? We do. This is not the last episode. This is just the first episode of the new season. I'm calling it the new season. That's what it is. And you know what Future has? Scissorp. He's a, he's a, he's super into Scissorp, that guy Future, the rapper. Oh, the ra- I was like, what are we talking? What is... <laughs> I'm not cultured like you in music. I know yeah. movies, I know books, I know podcasts. And music, I listen to like two CDs. I'm re- One of them's emotion, though, so that's okay. One of them's emotion. I recently... Uh, I lie. This is going to sound weird. I love a lot of like eighties trash synth. All right. So like, uh, there's this group called survive that does like the stranger. Well, they did a lot of tracks on the guest soundtrack. I don't know if you've ever right, watched right, the right. guest, but that's incredible. Right, right. But then, uh, a few of the guys from that did the stranger Things soundtrack. Right. Um, but I was, I really liked Joey Janela's theme and I was like, I wonder who does that. As this guy called Kavinsky, and I yeah, Kavinsky track, it's it's so and, good, and he does the exact same '80s trash, <laughs> and I love everything. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll just just listen to like all of like go back in Kavinsky's like 
catalog, go, like listen to all the justice and like all, all that stuff. Like that's all the same label. So yeah, no, love it. it it's been fantastic. Eighties <laughs> trash synth forever. So no, I did not. I do not know future the rapper. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, man. But uh, anyways, that I mean, was hey, my top five. It's the new season, new format, it. new season, whatever we want to call it. Um, if you have any feedback, let us know. I'm sure there's going to be some changes. Uh, we're going to probably re-listen to it and then figure out two or three things that we didn't like about it and change it ourselves. It'll be a great my, time. My, my thing that I always don't like is James, but he insists on being here every week. I somehow show up and it's because I know the technology. I can set up the feed. <laughs> that's true. That's uh, that's the only reason. If I entrusted you to set up this YouTube feed, this would never happen. I could do it. No, not really. Sure. I believe you. Um, but I mean, with that said, I mean, Hey guys, uh, if, if you have a topic that you're even interested in shooting us as a, as an option, like we're open, we're open to, to what, listen. What a great thing to bring up. If you have topics, bring them up. What do you want to hear us cover for top five lists? Anything you bring it. Well, just about anything in wrestling. Really. In wrestling. In wrestling. <laughs> Well, in wrestling, but just about everything wrestling related. Don't ask us to review like the top five wrestling deaths. Not going to happen. Don't want to happen. We're not gonna. We're not not gonna uh, cover the top five babelessly wrestling babes. Not gonna happen. Sorry, guys. But and and if I do do that, the number one through five is Mason Ryan. Well, four through five through two is Mason Ryan. And number one is Finn Balor's abs. Finn Balor's abs. Always, I, I feel that anytime that I, any show that I'm on, I have to somehow make uh, a reference to Finn Balor's abs because. Uh, and I have to reference Mason Ryan. So <laughs> <laughs> legally, uh, and, I'm bound to do that once per episode. So. And, and if since since you're bound for Mason Ryan, where can people find you on the internet to talk more about uh, Mason Ryan and and the uh, faux Batista that he is. You can find me at Mason Ryan. No, just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> or, you know what? Tell Hit up Mason Ryan and tell him I sent you. I'm sure he's going to be very confused. Uh, but you can <laughs> find me at Chill Hartman. Very simple. Multi-platform. Just type it into the Google machine. I'm there. Kevin, how about you? Where can people find you online? I'm sure people you want know, to hit you up. Yeah, hit me up. Shout a holler folks um where can people could, dial you on the rotary phone yes uh shout shout my uh th- my, my two-way um at uh, at kevin gets rad on all the platforms we're here making it easy for you because we're about the people we are about the people and we're also about to end this podcast uh everyone who's listened before and is listening again anyone who's a new listener thank you hit us up let us know what you thought about it uh, until next week, have a good night. Have a good week. Au revoir. Stay little chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. 
All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee, ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.